0: Hey guys, welcome back to Season 2 of the Asian Hustle Network Podcast, where we dive deep into stories of Asian entrepreneurs around the world.
1: Be sure to check out our book, Uplifted, Journeys of Abundance, Community, and Identity, and check out our directory and marketplace at asianhustlenetwork.com. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. If you like this podcast, don't forget to leave a five-star review.
0: Hey guys, welcome to the Asian Hustle Network podcast. My name is Brian. And my name is Maggie. And we interview Asian entrepreneurs around the world to amplify their voices and empower Asians to pursue their dreams and goals.
1: We believe that each person has a message and a unique story
2: from their entrepreneurial journey that they can share with all of us.
0: Hey everyone, welcome to another great episode on the Asian Hustle Network podcast. Today we have Michelle Chen and Jing Zane. They are the co-CEOs of Simply Co and they're located in Houston, Texas. Welcome to the show guys.
2: Hi, thank you for having us.
0: I'm so excited to hear both your stories and for our listeners, they are currently juniors in high school, which is extremely remarkable. So let's hop into the first question. We'll start with Michelle. What is Simply Co?
1: So SimpliCo is like a high school company under the Junior Achievement Entrepreneurship Program. And our mission really is to find sustainable alternatives to everyday products that, that we use you know, daily in our everyday lives. We had started this company under the idea that our mentor, Tanya, actually kind of brought this idea of sustainability to us and sustainable products. And from there, we kind of took this inspiration and we were thinking, you know, as high schoolers, we could make a greater impact in our community in a variety of ways. One of the ways we wanted to do it is to address this sort of climate change aspect and to address kind of what our generation can help do in little ways to make bigger impacts towards that issue. And so Simply Co is geared around that, it's geared around giving high schoolers opportunities to learn what it's like being in a business, running in a business, also kind of, getting an idea of what we want to do in the future as well, considering many people who've been in this program don't always end up being entrepreneurs, but that's okay. You know, it's all about broadening their scopes and seeing what they're also capable of and expanding what ideas they have.
2: That's
0: amazing. Let's hear from your side, Jing.
2: So definitely what Michelle said, I think it's also on a broader spectrum trying to just give high schoolers experience with hands-on business. I think it's kind of one of the only clubs where you can actually run a real life business and deal with the marketing and the sales finance aspect, everything. And I definitely think that Simply Co, in particular, we're kind of centered on sustainability. So all the past products and any future products that we decide to do, they're all kind of centered on this idea of having to change the planet and kind of wanting to make an impact even as high schoolers and contribute to sustainability and helping the earth and even because it's such a prominent subject given climate change i definitely think that each year we try to really center our product around the idea of sustainability
0: i like it i feel like sustainability right now is such a huge topic right because mm-hmm. maybe my own opinion but i think we're starting to feel effects of it around the world there's more hurricanes there's more tornadoes and as you guys are know, you guys know hurricane harvey a couple years ago and Houston yeah. was a big deal right and i kind of curious like what led up to this inspiration of simply co and the second question i have regarding that is what's it like having a co-ceo right (laughs) i would i would imagine (laughs) there's a lot of a lot of moving parts to any company that you you guys start or are working together so first question jing what was the inspiration behind simply co
2: I think the inspiration actually were kind of like a legacy company So last year's heads They kind of started this As kind of a high schooler's dream Of being able to make an impact I feel like every teen And also young adult Just kind of wants to make their mark And so they started As the hopes of being able to Kind of sell these food clips To reduce food waste In, in their in their center community And kind of things like that And then from there Kind of just grew And so we're carrying on the legacy This year as co-CEOs Of continuing to build sustainability And kind of introducing products Like towpacks which are kind of really trendy right now and they're like an easy way to reduce plastic waste and also be able to incorporate sustainability into your lifestyle
0: that's amazing and michelle what's it like having a co-ceo it's like walk me through ex- the nuances
2: <laughs> <laughs> well it's not to say
1: that the road suddenly becomes easier once you have a partner with you but it is a lot more i'd say gratifying because a ceo is kind of like You imagine the CEO and you think like Preston, you think like top dog, you know, the person up there that's making all the decisions. But there's a lot of behind the scenes work that comes into getting that decision in the first place, working with people around you, trying to organize everything. And sometimes it's hard to strike a balance. And I think that's maybe one of the big things that being a CEO, being somebody who starts something, that's something that's a pivotal struggle is always trying to find a balance. And with a co-CEO, especially with Jing, it's just amazing to have somebody to bounce ideas off working like on an equal platform as well and being able to accept like constructive criticism, but also know that this is the person that's going to have your back. This is the person that's going to, you know, that the two of you are responsible for a huge and really awesome experience. And you're both kind of piggybacking off each other. And it's just now, uh, there's yeah. there's hard times, there's struggles for sure. And but it's easier to weather through when you have somebody that you can trust and somebody that, you know, isn't saying something
2: to just go along with it but we'll step in and we'll help build but also help guide you as well definitely think in the beginning it's kind of hard to like balance work between two people because you kind of just want to do stuff on your own i definitely think having co-co is like beneficial because it's someone who gets you because i feel like they understand how much you're trying to do and it's someone who is as in it as you are and it's just someone that like it will be a ride or die despite whatever happens
0: i hope you guys never lose that mentality right i I know that this is relatively new for you guys, and you guys are pretty young, but that goes a long way, right? And crazy, the crazy thing is like the things you learn now, the things you're saying right now. I hope you re-listen to this podcast like five, six, seven years from now as you're starting your real like real world like business ventures, Mm -hmm. right? Because you realize that a lot of things you're saying is still very, very true in the real world. Like it's Mm -hmm. so it's so necessary to have a co-founder or co-CEO or whatever it is that you're working with because it gets really hard.
1: Yeah. right.
0: Like your problems never really go away at all. It always stays. And I know that there's a lot of glory of like, oh, being the top person, being CEO. Being a CEO myself for the last couple of years, I can honestly say this is my least favorite position. (laughs) So So shout out to you guys to, to making it look so easy. Right. And I want to ask questions about how do you develop your leadership abilities to take on this position? Right. Was there something that your parents sort of helped you groom as you're growing up or an internal desire to become a leader? Like, I just want to understand, like, how are you guys becoming the person that you are today?
2: When I was little, I think this is diving a bit deep. When I was little, I had cancer and I feel like that was a very big moment in my life. And after that, you know, I was very thankful to make a recovery. And I think that made a big impact on shaping me as who I am because I became a lot more extroverted because I realized, you know, kind of life is short and I really want to do something impactful. And I think as I grew up, I became really wanting of to be like a leader. I want to be someone who would like really stand up for what I believed in. And I think that kind of expedited my growth as becoming kind of a leader position in many ways. I feel like my parents were very supportive of it. But I think with my own internal um, desire and also kind of being able to be in situations where I can be kind of in charges, helped me foster these skills. I feel like it's helped me become. with this mindset, because I feel like I've always wanted to be kind of a leader and want to make a big change. I feel like that's kind of just grown as I've grown older.
0: Wow, that's a that's a really touching story. And I can I feel that already, that desire to do more, right? I'm so glad that you you overcome cancer and you're still here with us today thank you thank you go ahead michelle
1: as for me my story i think my story really starts with my immigrant parents because they moved from taiwan to hawaii actually i was raised on hawaii for about 12 years and they had started their own like business right from the ground up like no money no support nothing just started it and they made like this food truck and this food truck was really popular and every day after school my dad would pick me up from school take me there i'd be like cleaning tables. I'd be like playing with the customers sometimes. And it's just uh, the idea of a small business has always been in my family. Like even moving to Texas, they started a restaurant from the ground up as well with a little bit more support. And I'm still there working, but this time I'm getting paid. So that's great. And I don't know, my, my Asian parents, like I kind of relate to you in the sense that they did want me to grow up into kind of being like, you know, a doctor, a lawyer, like they opened all these pathways to me. But I really did appreciate this Kind of change in mentality where they're no longer pushing, pushing you towards these paths. They're like, you know, if you want to be, you know, someone who starts their business from the ground up, like we did, like I support you. I will help you there. And that's really helped in pushing me towards things like business related because I've always seen them work hard and get their own fruitfulness from it. And I've also wanted to experience the same feelings that they did with their support as well.
0: I love it. I love it a lot. It's so inspirational to hear both your perspectives and the reason why you guys are so highly motivated. Right. I can't. I don't remember myself being as motivated when I was a high school junior, <laughs> per se. But it just reminds me of a story. Uh, going, going back to what you said, Michelle, like, so I'm, I'm a little bit older. So I, I work. So in my career, I worked as a software engineer for about 10 years. Oh. And then I quit my job to become an entrepreneur. And mm-hmm. I remember my parents didn't talk to me for like five months. Right? Oh my
1: God. And That's a big jump. That's a big jump
0: yeah because their mentality is we work so hard for you guys we sacrifice so much for you guys and you're just gonna throw it all away Mm -hmm. right but the thing with asian parents is that as long as their kid is one happy and two making money that's the most important thing (laughs) (laughs) as long as you can demonstrate to them that you can be self sustainable that's really all they care about right at the end of the day Mm -hmm. they want you to be happy right i
2: think they has been a bit of a change mentality. I feel like they just gently push you towards like the stereotypical doctor, lawyer stuff these days. I feel like my parents, like I feel like a lot of parents, Asian parents now, they're kind of more accepting of the world, how they are these more new, jobs that are coming out and that I think what you said like as long as their kid is like living a good life and happy I feel like they're not as critical as past generations have been and I think the root of it is just that you know as immigrants uh, my parents they really wanted like their kids to be happy and not have to suffer I feel like they think they have this mentality like you know these standard jobs are the ways to go and, like engineer like you'll always be needed and like there's no like job insecurity I feel like now they realize kind of I think they've become more open in these past few years about how there's like entrepreneur jobs and things are like business related that are also booming and that like are really kind of not that like standard but also are really good options and that they are more encouraging towards like following dreams like that.
0: I love it. I love it. It's so different from how my parents were <laughs> <laughs> you have to go Harvard, you have to go to Stanford. <laughs> I have to be fair our parents are still kind of like that too. Yeah to
1: get into that Ivy League school.
0: <laughs> but yeah I'm gonna ask you guys a really hard question. So what do you oh, think yeah. is the key to success? And let's hear from Michelle first.
1: I think the key to success is surrounding yourself with the right people. And I'm not talking the right people, like the people who get straight A's all the time or the people that have similar backgrounds to you or the people that you grew up with. I'm talking about the people that are like the same mind as you, the same motivations maybe, or the same drive to like achieve something greater And surrounding yourself with those type of people can help motivate you to be better because you're kind of like competitive. Our high school is pretty competitive in our region. And so you can't really find any quite the same experience anywhere else in the sense that you're constantly pushing yourself, but you're also building each other up. Mm -hmm. It's not tearing each other down type
2: of mentality.
1: And having that mentality makes jobs and makes Doing things like building a business from the ground up or, you know, leading these entrepreneurship businesses, very more fulfilling, I would say, because it doesn't feel like a job anymore. It feels like people working together towards a greater goal. So surrounding yourself with the right kind of people, the people that can motivate you, but also can build you up and make sure that they're, that you're going the right way, the way that you said that you wanted to go is definitely a great aspect to have.
0: Yeah. That's a really, really good answer. Your surroundings matter a lot. And what I really love about the answer is. You know, the right group of people aren't the ones with straight A's or whatever, whatever, right? It's the group of people that you vibe with because I personally believe that everyone has a unique skill set, right? And that skill set may not be school. That skill set could be something else. But it's all, you want to work with someone who has a different strength than you. For sure. Because you all have the same strength, then that means you all pretty much have the same weakness and what happens to that? Not very, really, not very well rounded to deal with any sort of situation. Exactly. Right? So very, very impressive answer, Michelle. Thank you for that in Jing what about yourself
2: I think the biggest key to success is probably to really find something that I'm passionate about and don't give up on it I think that you know we've had kind of road bumps along the way having to recreate our product and things like that but I think we've had this central idea of wanting to you know be sustainable and I think even though we've had to go back to the drawing board like we've been able to keep that like central mission kind of I think that's kind of the most important thing if you want to be successful you have to really figure out like what's your goal or what you're trying to do and even if the job only turns out to be different, like you still have the same end goal that you want to succeed at.
0: Absolutely agree. Having a vision of where you're going is extremely important. But there's one more thing I want to add too. It's consistency. Uh-huh. Right. You have to do it. You have to put in the work almost every day in order to see results. Right. Uh-huh. And you're not gonna see results tomorrow. You're not to gonna see results the week after, sometimes even a year after. But uh-huh. you will eventually see results if you don't give up and you keep going and going and going. Yeah.
1: Something our mentor said is Tanya had said, you know, this whole company journey, it's not like a sprint. It's like a marathon. So that kind of puts things into perspective when you take like victories. Because at the beginning, we participate in these like competitions, like pitch competitions. And at the beginning, I will say it was rough. We were trying to figure it everything out. And we kept taking hits. And when she said that to me, I was kind of putting into perspective like, oh, yeah, we're going to get there one day. We just got to learn and learn and learn. And eventually, you know, we started
0: winning, so. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it's the same way in the real world, right? You're going to go out there, you're going to build your company, and you may be losing to your competitors right off the bat. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> but, but things can happen within 20 years, 30 years. You have to think very long term, yeah. right? And I don't want to throw in brands <laughs> with this, but one of my favorite books is like She Dog right shoe dog by phil knight so he talks about his nike story and it's crazy because inside the book this is like probably the 1940s 50s 60s but Mm -hmm. there's a chapter where he said that we want to be like adidas and they're like the giant that we're taking on but like nowadays you look at it you're like wow like nike is arguably bigger than adidas right Right? and it's crazy because things have fluctuate so quickly over time as long as you don't give up and you keep intervening you keep working at it So I really appreciate both your answers a lot.
2: Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing, like to find something you're passionate about so that you don't give up because I think that goes with anything you do in your life, especially as high schoolers, you know, a lot of people like do extracurriculars just for the college app, but they're not actually passionate about it. I feel like it shows because like, if it doesn't go the way they think, they give up pretty easily versus if you're pretty intuitive and passionate, you'll never give up, even if like it starts off rough.
0: Yeah, absolutely agree. And regarding the topic of college, have you two thought of where you guys want to go to college in a couple of years?
1: Oh no, it's the college question. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I want to Michelle about it. To be entirely honest, I know what I'm passionate about. Not really sure about the place that I'm gonna go, but I think wherever I end up, however I end up there, I think I'm gonna enjoy the path as long as I can pursue that passion.
2: I think for me, I've thought a lot about kind of pursuing maybe business and then also maybe something about medicine or international relations. And I thought about the East Coast a lot just because, you know, there's a lot of like a kind of industries there and things like that. And it's kind of like, especially New York, it's where everything's happening. But I definitely think I haven't really settled on anything. And like Michelle said, I kind of think that wherever I end up, I'll make the best out of it. But I just want to pursue keeping doing what I love and then kind of figure out where I want to do that.
0: Yeah, those are uh, those are good answers as well. You know, it's still you're still in your junior year. I don't want to add in too much pressure. You're still one year SATs, (laughs) college apps. And then by the time I ask you guys next year, okay, now I'm going to this school because I want to go to this school. So we're definitely following.
1: Even then, if you catch us in the middle of college applications, we're just going to be drowning in those essays, writing Um, them, writing them. Not really sure where we're submitting to.
0: (laughs) Well, I wish you guys the best of luck with your college applications. Thank you. And I kind of want to hear about how you view your future. And again, a very, very hard question. And, you know, I I know when I was younger, I used to hate this question. What do you want to do when you grow up? I don't know, man. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, going back to your answer earlier, Michelle, like you want to pursue a place where you can continue your passions. Mm -hmm. What is that passion and how do you define passion?
1: I think, answer that first question, my passion is I do want to end up working kind of in the business field, going more towards like the kind of finance route. you know, kind of maybe being a financial analyst. If I go really big, maybe like a consultant of some sort. And one of my biggest passions or what I define as a passion is just seeing something that you're interested in and then seeing like what's behind it. I was kind of really interested in stocks, and I took a course in high school. I got kind of into the science, not the, the science quotation marks behind it. And it just really interested me to the point where I was like, no, I may not have had any real experience with it as I have with a business. But I do want to see more of this in the future. Something that you see yourself doing in the future, but also seem like this is not something that'll ever bore me. This is not something that I'll ever feel is like a like a job. This is something that's more like an interest, more like something that'll take me further than where I am now. And so I'm hoping that in the future, I'll be able to pursue more of the finance
2: rallies stocks.
0: Absolutely. What about you, Jing?
2: I think I'm still figuring it out. I feel like I have like a lot of interest. Like I'm very interested in medicine and business relations, as well as kind of the international political scene but I think I kind of want to go into entrepreneurship and maybe starting up something but I feel like it's kind of a blurry thing because business is such a vast field and I feel like maybe as I grow up and I enter the real world I'll see a problem and I'll be like I want to start a company to solve that but for now I'm thinking maybe working like an administration in a hospital or maybe venturing into more of the international relations scene but I've always had this kind of dream of being an entrepreneur but I feel like that's something that has to work itself out if I see an opportunity for that to happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, like I said earlier, this is a hard question, right? <laughs> because that's a question I used to hate when I was growing up too. And, you know, the crazy thing in my own personal opinion is that when I was younger, I did have a lot of, I did have a lot of interests. Right. For mm-hmm. example, my college major was business, engineering, mm-hmm. and pre-med.
2: Wow.
1: You're tackling the big three. Oh
0: my. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I always hated that question. Right. But the crazy thing is whenever you guys start to start your own venture one day, you Mm -hmm. would draw upon each of these experiences at different times. Right. For example, as I'm starting my startup, I use what I thought I learned in business, (laughs) uh, to incorporate my engineering side, which is I've been hiring more engineers. And when they give me deadlines, I know exactly. That's not sound, that's not the right deadline. <laughs> you know. And you get to that's reorganize great. your schedule better, right? Mm-hmm. And as weird as it sounds, when I was pre-med, I learned about how health insurance works. So when you became an entrepreneur and you have to buy your own health insurance, I'm like, oh, I kind of understand what I need to buy for myself, right? And mm-hmm. you may think that you have to have things figure out right now and you have to focus on one thing. But the crazy thing is like in life, you're gonna draw upon all these experiences that you learn, good and bad, to help you grow as a person. Mm-hmm. So my advice is don't be afraid to be like I have a lot of interests. Right? Because mm-hmm. we're as human beings are so multifaceted that we're we can be good at a lot of things at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's not this mentality that you have to be good at one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my mentality. So I do have a final question for you guys. And Mm -hmm. that question is, what advice do you have for other high schoolers who are high school juniors who want to get into this entrepreneur program and serve as co-CEOs in a high school startup?
2: So I think that to be um, Junior Achievement is kind of this worldwide, even global business kind of program. And so I think that if you contact and then you can like get in get in contact with your local mentor like Tanya is our local mentor and they can help you start up there and kind of grow I feel like it's just something that you kind of have to grow on your own obviously from the start we've had a lot of you know kind of bumps around the road coming up as a teenage teenagers I feel like a lot of people at first didn't really take us seriously and obviously you have to find the target market for your product and things like that and there's a lot of components you have to consider but I feel like if you really believe in business along the way that you'll be really able to grow with people and I feel like what Michelle said previously it's really important that you find a team you know we're co-CEOs but we obviously have other people working with us like ahead of sales marketing finance capitalization and together we help carry each other along the way even when we're feeling down and I feel like it's really important to find that team to support you no matter what and to really have a mission kind of think of what you want your business to be and outside of being junior achievement in general even if you can't get involved um, you can get your own thing started maybe kind of look for other business things in your school, in your community, and kind of even on your own, you can try to talk to people who are in the business field and really follow your passion. Like there might not be a linear way. I feel like every people have their own journeys, but even if you just have a little step along the way, you can begin your business journey and kind of just pursue that passion from there.
1: One thing I wanted to say, I um, Jim brought up a lot of great points. Personally, for me, something that I think was relevant to us and I wish other people knew as well so that it's like a hurdle that they can get past is that it's okay to kind of struggle even as you are the leader. Like when you're a CEO, people kind of look to you for solutions. People kind of look to you to be the person making the choices, having the final say. So therefore, it feels like a lot of responsibilities on your chest, a lot of responsibilities on your shoulders to make the right call. And sometimes you don't. Sometimes maybe somebody else's suggestion was a little bit better. Or maybe sometimes it just wasn't the right timing or anything kind of like that, that makes success feel a little bit bittersweet. But I think that as CEO and as somebody trying to start their own thing, it's okay to have failures along the way. It's okay to embrace that, especially like maybe for us, I don't know if it's a little bit, I think everyone maybe in a high school scenario has to have with this before, but that feeling like when you're in junior year and you feel like every choice that you make towards extracurriculars, towards assignments, tests, taking like SAT, ACT, all these things, like you feel if you make the wrong choice, it's going to majorly impact your future. And that's not precisely true. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to retake that test. It's okay to accept The B, the C, the F, it's okay to not be able to communicate or not communicate initially. Just as long as you learn from those mistakes, you take them in stride and you're able to move past them.
2: That's the key thing to really keep in mind throughout the your entire journey, whether it's business related or not. Yeah, I think definitely as Asians too, I feel like this is like mentality. You always have to get a, and I feel like it's important to kind of have your first failure. Cause I feel like from then, you know, like where you've hit bottom and then you can only go up from there. Cause I feel like it's important to be able to recognize that, you know, sometimes things will not go as well as you think they will, even in general, but you just have to stick through it. And if it's something that you're really dedicated to, you, if you put in the work, it will pay off in the long term, but it's just important to acknowledge that, you know, things don't get done in a day and that you just have to be in it for the long term and to be really passionate about it
0: yeah I, I really appreciate both your answers today and again I wish that you guys re listen to this podcast one before you apply to college and two after college because I hope that the message you have in during this podcast will never change right what you say mm-hmm. is great and I hope that and if it does change it will continue to evolve because you guys are becoming more, more and more experienced along your journey mm-hmm.
2: thank you so much this is a really enlightening podcast of
0: course <laughs> and thank you guys so much for helping the podcast so one more question so how can i listen to is- Reach out and email you guys online if they have any questions.
1: So our email is simplyco20 at gmail.com, but our probably the easiest way to reach out to us is via our Instagram at the simply company. That's the best way to reach out to us. And if they have any questions or want to talk to us more about our entrepreneurship journey,
0: awesome
2: we have a website, it's dot www.simplyco.store. And they can check us out there
0: awesome well thank you guys so much for being on the podcast today i love your answers and i can't wait to check in with you guys in a couple of years
1: okay thank you. thank you so much for inviting us today we really appreciate your
2: time
0: thank
2: you so much you're really inspirational
0: hey guys we hope you enjoyed this episode please subscribe to the show
2: we would like to get to the top 10 on itunes so be
1: sure to leave us a five-star review we release an episode every single wednesday so stay tuned
0: thank you guys so much